Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody, welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis fucking Clark. And we have a guest. Hey, I'm Zach Johnston. Zach writes for Uproxx. Right, you're right for a lot of places, right? Or just uh, Uproxx? Just Uproxx these days. I, it's enough work for me. Yeah, yeah. I've, hey, been, I've been there. He's our first guest. Yes. We've never had a heart-shaped guest. We have never had a heart-shaped <laughs> guest. That's, that's what we're calling him. And uh, you also do a mixtape. Is it podcast or you're going to? Well, yeah, a buddy of mine uh, in Berlin who owns a bookshop. Uh, we decided we we're going to do a podcast about uh, 80s, 90s music in Seattle. Right. Call it My Seattle Mixtape. So basically, we pick an album from the era, and then we sit there and talk about it and argue over which song we're going to take off of that and put on our mixtape. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I will listen to the hell yeah. out of that. Yeah. I would be on that podcast. Yeah. We need I'm guests. I'm an asshole about music stuff. I'd be great. Yeah, you really are. I really am. I mean, no, you really are. A, would be a good guest is what I meant. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Plus, yeah, you that's... get the added benefit of actually winning at the end because if your song gets on. Oh, shit. You know, well, I he, do like a podcast I, that I can win. Yeah. I've never seen you not win. <laughs> well, I do, that's because I walk out of here and say I won. That's true. Every time right. after we record. There it is. That's true. Travis is always so put off I'm by always, it. but I thought I, I thought I contributed. You're like, no, no. I dominated. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Balls. This must have been like this must have been what it was like to make songs with Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we are talking about the best Nirvana covers today, and we don't mean uh, Nirvana covering other people. We mean other people covering Nirvana. Oh, I had a bunch of bed sheets that had Nirvana on them. <laughs> I brought those in. I thought we were gonna. I thought the ones that Pottery Barn reissued in '93 were really great. Oh, and I should mention also the worst. We're gonna cover the best and the worst, right? Because there's some bad ones out there's there. There's a lot of bad ones out there. We were pre-talking, pre-recording about how many bad ones there are. Right. Well, yeah, and how few good. I mean, how is it so hard to cover a Nirvana song when they're so fucking amazing? Yeah. And yet it's so difficult. And all you ever hear anyone say is like how, how easy, easy the are. songs <laughs> are to play. Well, Bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the, the chords might be easy, but there's so much, like there's emotion and there's feeling behind right. it that almost no one ever... Captures. That's my problem with the. I mean, multiple problems with like the Creeds and Nickelbacks of the world, and all those bands that kind of the puddles of mud spawned out of the grunge <laughs> era. The vines, like they're so. There are no bands that get it. They're either super aggressive and super loud, or they're like the complete opposite, like the Vaselines or something. And there's no one who, no one really properly. Rips off Nirvana, I don't think. I mean, a huge part was going back, because I'd listen to a cover, and then go back and listen to the original version. And just, I hate saying this because of the whole Kurt Colt shit, but nobody sings like that. There's right. that intensity every mm-hmm. time. Every yeah. time. And if you don't have that, when you step up the plate, you don't have that every time, you're not going to do a good Nirvana cover. Right. Ever. Right. And it's, uh, but there are some good ones. There are some good ones. There's some fun ones. Yeah. Um, good word and I tried, to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tried to be positive, man. Try to. My therapist said, um, uh, but I, there, there. For me, it was hard to pick a few because it was like some of them were either like I think everybody knows this one, and I kind of wanted to dig a little deeper and bring something that was like I wanted to hear something that I didn't even know was out there until I I, I put the uh, digital shovel into the ground and saw what was under there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think we came up with uh, some interesting picks. I think we might have an overlap or two. I'd be excited to see. That'd be fine, because we have too many songs to cover in an Too hour. many songs. <laughs> oh, so Two-hour episode. Uh, <laughs> Two who wants to go first? Zach, you're the guest. You should go first. Yeah. What song right. should we... What's your first heart-shaped pick? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make that the adjective for everything. <laughs> um, heart-shaped pick, number one. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with one that I know is an overlap, and that's Sinead O'Connor's nice. All Apologies, which is this hauntingly beautiful, very Sinead O'Connery. Just she owned this song. And she owned it. Uh boy, yeah, boy does she. And boy do you not realize uh uh how haunting she is when she sings them if you because you can find live uh footage of her doing these and her eyes are so emotive she almost looks like one of those big eye drawings her eyes are so big and uh oh it's so simple it's stripped down and simple but she is one of the people who took the core of what that song is took what the emotion of that song is and just made it her own yeah devastating like he's listening to this and it's sort of it's almost therapeutically devastating. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, life isn't that bad now. Right. Yeah, I, I have never heard this cover. She's got an official video for it and everything. Yeah. yeah. She didn't mess around. She did it live on Danish TV. You can watch a Danish TV version of her doing it. And she kills it live as well. Yeah. She almost cries doing it. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, and this came out in 94. Nice. Right. That's another big, huge question mark I had. Is like, well, when was this? 94. I mean, right. Yeah. But this, early. this fell under the American radar, I feel, because I didn't know about it till recently. Well, when did she blow up in the States? Wasn't that like early 90s? Early 90s. Yeah. Right. The Prince cover. Right. A lot of covers out of this one. Right. Yeah. Got any songs of your own, O'Connor? Eh? Wow. Maybe some Irish well. folk tunes? Yeah. Jeez. I think we unlocked a conspiracy here. Is I that Rick Ocasek standing It sure is. Just it joking. It's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, this song has made me want to listen to more Sinead O'Connor, which I, I never did. thought would be possible. I did. She's a song called Mysterious Woman. Holy balls, it's good. It's from like 2000. Oh, yeah? It's really good. I'm a, I am became a bigger Sinead O'Connor fan than I thought I was. Not that I was hiding being a Sinead O'Connor fan, but you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the thing she did, but there's, she's, yeah. she's worth digging into. I mean, I mostly knew her from SNL when she ripped up a picture of the sure. Pope because that's what everybody talked about for so long. Right. And then yeah. she faded out. And Which was kind of awesome when she did that. Yeah. Ripped up the photo? Yeah. 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 Who's going to get mad? Fuck SNL. No one got mad at her. SNL did. They no, they had her come out for the good night at the end. She left. But they, they banned her after that. Well, so the story goes. Yeah. Who knows? You know, if we've learned anything by doing this podcast is that the myth that we create... Is what lives on more than the truth. That's true. Yeah, that that's that's a goddamn good cover. It's an awesome cover. And all right, I can only go downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are starting off strong. Starting strong. Uh, yeah, I uh, I dug that a lot. Yeah, and uh, that was great. Um, hard to hard to argue with uh, the talent that lady has. I think that's my opinion. Travis, what's your what, what's your first cover um, song? I'm trying to think of, uh, you know what? I'm going to go one that I, uh, I'm going to go same song, different artist. I'm going to do very pl- nice placebo. All apologies. I have never heard this either because I, I don't trust a lot of Nirvana covers to actually be good. Now I'll admit to being a placebo fan. I like placebo a lot. Um, 
they did a cover of 20th Century Boy, which I believe is originally a T-Rex song, that uh, it still gets a lot of uh, uh, airplay and uh, gets used in uh, commercials and stuff. But this is a big British pop band yeah, making this a, a rock anthem. And I enjoyed it. I, I, I feel like this might be a divisive pick. This is definitely the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of muscle and and uh, thunder behind this. Uh, I like what they're doing with the guitar riff a lot. But it's almost like T-Rex is doing it. It's almost like yeah. it, it became like a 70s glam song. That's what I found fun about it. But that's also what placebo is all about. what's so great about Nirvana covers is with almost any song you can go big or you can go small True. and yeah. have equal weight yeah 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 and this is the perfect example is it, like you no, just did the Sinead O'Connor yeah cover. you stripped it down this, yeah. this one you got strings you got a full band you have uh, an entire uh, arena of people jumping yeah. up and down um, and what's neat as the song progresses is that they do they do the layered harmony towards the uh, the all in all part, which I find oh, nice. fun because usually you just had Grohl doing that like high part, right? Um, and this has a little bit of that '70s phaser on it. I love a good phaser yeah. usage, you know. Yeah, you definitely rock out to this. Yeah, jump yeah. around a little bit. Yeah, if I saw this live, I would lose my shit. Yeah. Like almost no matter who was playing it, I'd be like, oh, that was cool. Absolutely. Also, too, I just absolutely love this song, and yeah, the fact that it's yeah. it's the ending of of in utero. You know, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is up there with the best songs he's ever written. It might be the best song. He I mean, ever it, wrote. to me, it's it. It's the farewell. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I've always said that uh, in the pines is the kind of. The last right. the, the curtain call that we got from him, but this was the last studio big song we got from him, and kind of an interesting thing to listen to. I still get choked up sometimes when I listen to In Utero start to finish, and, and this is what ends it. Yeah. It's so funny, though, because had he gone on, this would just be one of their great songs. There'd be right. no farewell aspect to it. It would mm-hmm. just be, wow, all apologies, top five. Yeah. That'd be it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how that... Damn, that is cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I lost my words for a second. I mean, not that we can't help but attach meaning to it now. I mean, so yeah, that's an awesome cover. I yeah. think so too. That was great. Oh, and look at the look the guitar player gave the crowd after. He is steamy. He is a steamy man. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like very fit people in placebo. He was brooding. Yeah. Hey, I'll start with a, a, a Steve Earle cover. Oh, this is amazing. Have you heard this? Yes, I love this cover. It's unbelievable. This is one of my, I think this might be my favorite Nirvana cover. This is from Steve Earle. I don't remember where it first came out, but he eventually released like a B-Sides and Rarities album called Side Tracks. And there is a cover of Breed on it. Interesting note, he had the same manager as Nirvana. That's, what? That's why he recorded this. 
It was like a surprise for his manager. It's so good. Yeah. And it, he, it suits him so well, too. Yeah, he's got the voice for it. And he stays really faithful to kind of the spirit of the song, which you wouldn't expect that. Like, Not you hear Steve, Steve Earle, Earl, yeah. you expect country, but and Steve usually in a, like, a, barely a, country. And, but usually also acoustic. I know him for yeah. a lot of acoustic stuff. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. It's almost like if you got Jerry Cantrell on the guitar a little bit with that country yeah. twang. Yeah. I feel Jerry is underappreciated as a guitar player. Oh, yeah. agreed. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you listen to his riffs on Man in the Box. Sure. All through facelift. But I even mean, uh, when you get a degradation trip and uh, Bo- Boogie Depot or whatever that was... The, the two solo albums he yeah. did, they're both unbelievable pieces. And also, I think, underappreciated as a frontman, because it really was a two-frontman band, Alice in Chains. Oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That one thing I don't like about this, whoever uploaded this video to YouTube, they uh, like used a bunch of, like, pieced together a video, and it's a bunch of, like, inbred-looking hillbillies, and then occasionally there's, like, the Clinton, the Clinton, Bobby yeah. Knight. And it's like, you missed the point of the song. Uh, aspiring video editor. I do feel like I should be in a pickup truck with a sixer, though. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Driving down a dirt road. Yeah, it's that voice. Yeah. yeah. Steve Earle just has that twangy voice. I just love, like, again, uh, Steve Earle. I came into Steve Earle. I was telling you this earlier. I came into Steve Earle knowing him from acting because he was played a big character on The Wire. Yeah. Bubbles AA sponsor. Right. Which, now that I know more about his backstory, is like, yeah, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. That's, that's where you belong. Yeah, no shit. Uh, and then when Treme came out, he was kind of the hardcore troubadour in that. Um, so I never really heard him rock out before, and it was really a neat thing to, to hear. And to hear this, yeah, this kind of cowpunk vibe that he brings to, to this song a little bit. He's got an album called El Corazon that is very much a rock album. And that means the heart. Oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it meant the uh, the calzone. He does have an album called the Cal- Yeah, also. that's a good one. <laughs> El Calzone. El Calzone. So that was Breed by Steve Earle. But are they heart shaped calzones? Of course, of course. On yeah. this podcast, yeah. everything everything is heart shaped. <laughs> that was a really weird heart shaped <laughs> question just now. Uh, our qu- our question marks end in a heart <laughs> shaped at the bottom. All right. Should we do an, another good one? Or yeah, let's stick on the let's stick one. on the well. well you, uh, what I, do you what are you feeling, Zach? Maybe we should pick one that's on the fence where we can't decide yeah. if it's good or not. Okay, then, then we can decide together. Nice, who's crazy. Oh yes. Oh, we have we have enough for the democratic process. I yeah. would, I like that. All right, Zach. What 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 should we listen to next? I want to listen to Polyphonic Spree. You picked them too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I picked and, them as well. Same page again. I know. Look at that. But you see, this is the thing. I oh, couldn't decide whether I love this cover or think it's just very corny. I like Tim. What's his name? I was actually a Tripping Daisy fan back yeah. in the day. So I like the polyphonic spree, and I like watching a bunch of people in choir robes just lose their mind yes. while singing this song. This video is amazing. Yes. And it kind of suits the cult status of Kurt. Like, these are his accolades. Right. One day they shall all kill themselves with heart-shaped cups of Kool-Aid. <laughs> but I mean, these people are all going to kill themselves collectively someday. Right. We know that. They're right? a heart-shaped. We're going to find yeah. polyphonic spree in a bunker. 
yeah. like in like Laurel Canyon. They're the heart shaped cult. Everybody yeah. knows that. All sixty seven of them. <laughs> If you so go, many. if you go and you look at their Wikipedia page of former members, it doesn't stop. I think we're former members of Polyphonic Spree. <laughs> we, we are now, right? Of course, just by just by this, by watching this video. So I was I picked this one also because, interestingly enough, to me, um, when Nirvana was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they had Annie Clark. AKA St. Vin- Vincent do this. St. Vincent used to be the guitar player of Polyphonic oh, nice. Spree. So I found that to be a neat little crossover. I was in a, I was not a huge fan of that cover. I felt like I was I mean and I love Annie Clark and Annie if Me you're too. listening. I know we have the same last name and I know I'm married, but we can make this work. I think you can. I think we can. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um I also never- I don't think I don't think I'm in the territory of people cheap is attractive to. I never watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I felt like it would just make me sad. It's weird. I'll tell you, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's neat that they get a lot of, like, really high-profile women to sing the songs, and that's kind of cool. Right. But I don't love the covers, and it's, I yeah. just don't love them. That's where I'm at with them. I think the best one was probably Lord Saul Apology. Right. But then that's the song is so strong. Right. Like, with, with Annie singing this, it was just sort of, she never got to the just the apex of what right, the song right. could get to and she's such a guitar virtuoso that she kind of added a little bit of flair to it like almost did these like staccato jazz notes to it mm. like kept the riff the same but just put a little breath in between it and it yeah. was just different enough but also just off-putting enough where you go that's not it doesn't feel right yeah. to me i don't know what it is about it this is a pretty solid cover though all right, I'm not crazy then. No, yeah, I enjoyed this, it. This I'd, would be fun to see in person. Right. I'd be down for this. I do imagine, though, engineering a polyphonic spree concert would be a nightmare. Like, I don't know how it's done. Oh, just yeah. all feedback all the time. There's so many mics on stage. And, I mean, he's definitely softening these people up to the idea of committing suicide someday by covering this song. But they went back to the robes for a while. They were like an army. For a while, they became the fragile army, and they all like wore like little black marching outfits. And Oh, I don't like that yeah, any better. Yeah, yeah they, they they dropped the, the choir robes, and they're like, what if we were this? Everyone went, went, no, where's the choir robes, dude? And they went, okay, choir robes it is. You think they have somebody devoted to their tour that just makes sure the robes are white and clean? And like, I, well, if you look at that, his, yeah. he's stacking robes all day. If you look at Tim's, it's very frayed. Like it's honestly like he's been wearing that same robe for like 15 years now. Or that's what he wants you to do, right? When and you, I think all of the girl singers are his sister wives. Is that right? Did I get that right? I Is believe that, so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's correct. What do you think the take-home pay? Per member of the Polyphonic Spree, I think after it, a show, I think it costs to be a member of the Polyphonic <laughs> Spree. There's no way that many people can go on the road and make money. It's impossible. Yeah, if I take four comics on the road, I'm right. like, whoa! I gotta share money with all these people. This is the worst. It's pay to play, like at the Whiskey yeah, Go. Exactly. Yeah. There's 25 of these people. Yeah. Yeah, and plus too, like they're all doing double duty. Like they're also the roadies. They're also, you know, there's there's nobody in that that's just showing up to sing. Right. Every, you know. Well, except for frontman, I'm sure he's. Right. Uh, well, he's got all that trip and Daisy money. Yeah. Remember trip and Daisy? No, just me. Okay, that's fair. They're from Dallas, right? Yes, they were. 
don't hear about a lot of bands from Dallas. Not not, not often. The only thing you really hear about uh, yeah. from Dallas is uh, uh, executions of the president. That's really about all Dallas and the and football. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> there is that really great. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever seen it, but there's a bootleg of Kurt playing a show in Dallas. And the uh, he like tries to crowd surf or he oh, does crowd no. surf, and the security guard is getting really aggravated with him crowd surfing. And one time when he's starting to pull him back in, he like punches. Him oh a little, yeah, and it turns into a and fight. Kurt Cobain bashes him in the head with his guitar. Right. I used to have a VHS of that too. And then I uh, gotta find that. And then uh, uh, Chris and um, Chris. Sorry, somebody wrote in that I don't say the T clearly enough. Oh. Chris. And Dave stopped playing and go to his aid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And then and then they finish the show, and it's yeah. great. But doesn't he get thrown into the drum kit or something at one point? Maybe the speakers or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's something pretty it's, gnarly. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's this weird look of satisfaction on his face. Oh, yeah. He's you really know? into it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. He comes from those old punk boys in Montesano. And, right. You know, yeah. Crashing in Seattle with the Melvins, so... Yeah. They live for that. He's like, please, please throw all 90 pounds of me into the drum kit. He's from the streets. <laughs> yeah. Which, he's from the bridges of Aberdeen. Well, God damn it! I've been, you know, going back and reading about it. He really, there's a section in Heavier Than Heaven where Chad Channing talks about seeing the neighborhood Kurt grew up in uh, for the first time, and he was like, "Man, it looked like the Bronx. It's like you're just in this logging town, and then all of a sudden there's a <laughs> slum in the middle of it." And that's where Kurt Cobain lived. Yeah, it's like, a hardcore area because you have yeah. all these valleys coming down, and so they like bring logs down so if the logging season's bad everybody just gets laid off yeah and it's all mold and mildew and rain and so everything just rots constantly Ugh. and so you know there's these floods it floods all the mud down everything's covered in mud and it's so wait just... he lived in a logging ditch <laughs> is that what i'm hearing basically yeah that's unreal pretty much yeah i mean that's like the most rural gutter possible he yeah. was a gutter punk but from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you imagine those haulers up in Kentucky. It's a sure. Lot, it's oh, a yeah. lot ah. like that there. Yeah, that makes sense. And you, you, further you go up those valleys, smaller the towns get, and there's just like a The more obtuse the accent gets to the point where you go, this isn't English anymore. I don't know what you're speaking. <laughs> I went to those. By the way, they hate outsiders in all of these towns. And I've yeah. been into a few of them. And one, I could not understand. I watched a guy say, I'm going to go on down. You're going to go pie, pie, pie. Sure. It's sure, what he sure. said. Still don't know what that means. Uh, and uh, he was uh, very unhappy that I did not understand what he said and that he had not seen my face before. So when you go into those towns and they don't recognize you, it's real. They're real standoff. He put a curse on you. Probably. I think he did. Yeah. Because uh, ever since then. The logger's curse. <laughs> Travis has it. Ever since then, my intestines have been rotting and mildewing. <laughs> and, every now and, then. and they're sad. And they're really sad. Yeah. Well, when it rains every day, it's it hard rains. not to be sad. Right. Oh, I would not do well. Like, this right now is bumming me out, and it's just kind of overcast in Los Angeles for the first time in weeks. And I'm like, oh, seriously, seasonal affective disorder. Is the, did, they, did they call it that on purpose because the, uh, the, the anagram would be sad? Oh, I hope so. Right? Yeah, I hope. Did they just go, how can we make this a thing? <laughs> That'd have to be pretty thick scientists not to have realized what right. he's doing. Oh, oh, that's why I'm sad because I have sad. Yeah, I feel like someone was like, "What's wrong?" And someone was just like, "Sad." And they were like, "Oh, well, I was oh, gonna, thanks I for was, the thanks I for I the was new gonna give you drugs <laughs> or something, but you're just sad." No, 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 seasonal affective disorder. Give me those drugs. Just move, motherfucker. To yeah, a nicer place. 
I mean, I've forgotten. I left Seattle like 20 years ago. Oh, every yeah. time I go back in the wrong time of year, I have forgotten how much it actually does still rain there. We're like, oh, it's raining now. Oh, we'll just wait, you know, 15, 20 minutes and go out later. No, no. Next day, still raining. Rain, rain, or like the the misting rain? Or do Uh, you get a bit of both? A bit of both. It depends, like, over where, like, Kurt and Chris were from. That's just rain because it's close to the ocean and it just sits there. Uh. I was on the other side of the Olympic Mountains, so it dissipates. So we'd sort of get the tail end, and it would be more misty end-of-the-day rain and go away quickly. Huh. So I don't like that. We are we weren't as depressed on those side of the mountains <laughs> as, as the Cobains were on the other side of the mountains. Hmm. Uh, precip- precipitation directly correlates with depression. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right, uh, I got to pick Travis. This one, I'm, I'm I'm putting this one on the fence. I believe the band's name is pronounced E Vile, uh, and I E Vile. I believe it is a cover of uh, is it Breed. Lounge Act. Lounge Act. That's why I, p- I picked it for you, and I picked... I fucking love Lounge yeah. Act. Yeah. So who are these guys? I don't know. They look like some heavy version of um, any southern rock band. It's, you know... And they kind of metal it up pretty hard, which I found oh, kind of fun, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> I like this already. <laughs> yeah, man. Nice pick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who this band is, but everyone I didn't, go I listen didn't. to their cover of Lounge Act. And the guy's got kind of a yeah, he's a, got a kind Kurt-y, of a Kurt Cobain yeah. voice. But then it's coming up, and this is in the comment section. I agree with the comment section for once. The double bass comes in in a second, and I'm like, I don't love it. I don't love this part. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Let's hear this chorus. See, what I find interesting is, so we've had the Sinead O'Connor stripped down singer-songwriter thing. Right. We've had the Polyphonic Spree gigantic alti uh, group thing. We had Britpop. Now we have these kind of metal dudes. That's what's interesting about Nirvana to me is that all of these bands covered it because they were fans in some way. Right. The the section of people who got caught up under the Nirvana umbrella, it's a huge cross section. Yeah. Well, that's sort of the point of grunge, even though that's a dirty word now. Is, right. Know, it's P plus M equals G. Punk plus metal equals G. Right. And when you have those two stratas, two big umbrellas right. sort of bring together. And you need the umbrella in the Pacific Northwest, so. Yeah. <laughs> More metaphors. <laughs> Oh, so, I really dig this. I yeah. like the, it's medley. They own it. They right. made it their own. They're not messing yeah. around. Yeah. They're like, this is the kind of band we are, but we're gonna we're gonna have fun with it. Yeah, I picked this one because I came across it and I ended up listening to it like four times in a row. And I'm like, I got to bring that one in. I, that's yeah. This is this is a cool cut. Co- yeah, I like the I like meddling it up a little. Yeah. Did you see, uh, I don't know if either of you came across it when you are researching, but did you see there's a uh, video of John Frusciante yes, doing this doing a solo show? And I didn't pick it because the sound quality isn't yeah, great. Yeah, but it seemed really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's just, just him it's on electric just him. guitar. Yeah, uh, I think it's acoustic. The one I saw it was acoustic. Oh, right. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Apparently he's done a few of those songs live. I like that he's doing the little screamy bit at the end because that, like you're saying, Nirvana songs have to right. 
build to this big fucking moment, and people miss that. These guys get it, though. E-Vile's not bad, and it's E and Vile like gross is how their name is spelled. Right. So, E-Vile. Then I feel like if I listen to everything else, it's just going to sound like this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Probably. This might be their uh, mountaintop. (laughs) Right. Oh, this was on uh, Kerrang! Magazine's 20-year anniversary celebration CD of Nirvana. Oh, cool. So, you know, everyone, just go pull that off your shelf. Yeah. If you want to get this. Go get your... Uh, we all have signed copies, right? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. By, mine is signed by Kerrang. <laughs> you know, you know, Mr. Kerrang. Yeah. And you know, when they... it's They're a weird magazine because when they re- rank a record, they give it Ks. They don't give it stars. They give it Ks. Mm, yeah. So really you don't want to be the KKK record. Like, yeah. you don't want to be... You don't want three Ks You don't want Kerrang. three Ks. Yeah. That was, a, that was a really good cover. Yeah. I like that. I enjoyed finding that one. Oh, shit. I'm going to play one since uh, we, we've heard a, a metal cover. We've heard an acoustic cover. Oh, we've heard shit. Brit pop. Let's hear a soul cover. This, uh, I think. This is, guy does interesting covers because he's done so Sabbath, too. Cool. I've heard yeah. this guy before. Uh, this is a band called Charles Bradley and the Manahan, Manahan Street Band covering Stay Away, which also, nice obscure pick. Like, no one ever covers that song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this is... sounds like it would be in a Tarantino movie. Sure. It's so fucking cool. Or it's on the Dead President soundtrack. Yeah. You know? Monkey see, monkey do. That's great. I don't know why. See, Adam always wins. I always yeah. do. Yeah, I'm giving myself a point, even though we're not keeping track of points. Uh, Charles Bradley also was on American Dad. He played Krampus. Oh, really? In the musical episode, yeah. Oh, nice. It's fantastic. Yeah, I actually picked two songs that are from this The uh, Newer Mind? Yeah, some spin magazine tribute album called Newer Mind. Which kind of makes me want to go track that down. I think it's on YouTube probably. Yeah, the Vaseline's have a pretty good cover on oh, Newer yeah. Mind as well. Yeah, and uh the Meat Puppets do a cover of Teen of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh really? Yeah. With like nice. bongos. Of course. There's bongos in it. This is a really cool cover. I like this a lot. He also does an amazing cover of Black Sabbath's Changes. Oh, really? And he makes it like a soul breakup song. Wow. Which is it's kind of a ballady song to start with. But like when I first saw it, I was like, it's kind of like when Johnny Cash did Hurt. Yeah. We went, that was always your song. And I know you didn't write it, but that was always your song. Yeah. You hear his version of, of uh, Changes, you go, no, that's always your song. That's whose song yeah. it is. Yeah, I almost like... I. In, in the, the catalog of Nirvana songs, I care so little about Stay Away that I hear this and I'm like, this is the one guy who did a Nirvana song and nailed it to that point where you're like, well, this guy's song is better. Yeah. Like, that almost, you don't hear that with Nirvana songs. No. Like, even if it's a great version, you're never like, this is probably better. But I kind of like this. Better. Yeah, because Stay Away was always sort of the track you didn't feel bad skipping. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a throwaway song at the end of the day. Yeah. Or filler, maybe to be a bit yeah. more polite. That they put that on and left aneurysm off the album? Right. I will never understand. I want to track down a vinyl pressing of this recording of this song. Yeah. And just let that warm yeah. growl come out. Let's write a movie. We got to put this in the sure. opening credits to a movie. And people walking in slow-mo. Yeah. Shit's exploding. Yeah. Old Cadillacs driving down the road. Yeah. I'm into it. I love it. 
But he's put some of his own words into this too, right? Yeah, it seems like he's... Because I'm uh, hearing some stuff that doesn't sound familiar. Change it up a little. Yeah. Well, there's not a whole lot of meat on the original song. Right. right. Now, is he going to yell, God is gay and burn the flag? At I the hope like, so. Like because that, that's what the lyric sheet tells me it's supposed to happen. We can confirm that's that didn't happen. Does he I do think it on, he says God is gay, but he doesn't say burn the flag. Oh, yeah. I mean, God is gay was a catchphrase for a while. There's that whole Kathleen Hanna uh, story when they were scoping out the abortion clinic in Olympia, and he went and spray painted God is gay on the side. Interesting. And read, uh, read spray paint, and they went and got wasted drunk. And then later that night, she wrote, Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit on her uh, Oh, yeah. she's was, the one who wrote Sm- Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was all the same night. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Kathleen Hanna? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of Bikini Kill fame and La Tigra? That's and the one. They're in Olympia Something together else? at the same time. Don't they? Just need another uh, band now. Julie Rune. Julie Rune. Yeah. yeah. Right. And she it's married. Good band. She married the Adam. No. One of the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she got Lyme. Rock, I think. And then right. she got Lyme disease. Mm. That Well, I mean, that's the natural. Right. That's the natural progression. progression mm-hmm. to, to everything. What do we, uh, Zach, what, what song should we, should we cover next? This is a tough one because uh, I don't know if I can follow up. Charles Bradley, man, that's a. Uh, yeah, I had never heard that Charles Bradley cover until I started let's, researching let's, this. Let's keep going in the direction we're going and do a kind of an electronic cover. Ooh. Uh, by, excuse me if I'm pronouncing this name incorrectly, Kawahi? Kawahi? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll take your word that's for how, it. That's how but that looks. I sort of love this because, again, she completely yeah, yeah, takes yeah, this song yeah, yeah. and makes it something completely yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what her voice really sounds like? <laughs> how wish. amazing would that be? No, it's just a regular microphone. Actually, I think you could probably skip the first minute because she's doing like a setup thing where she's doing loops. Well, yeah, it is five minutes long. That's usually the best part of these loop musicians is seeing them build it and then the song starts and you're like, all right, build another one, please. I watched one of like a girl doing this with herself with just an acoustic guitar and I was like, no, I'm not on board. Oh, good. She's beatboxing. That's what's sort of interesting about this song is so many people do it, but they just do. Well, they just imitate Kurt. But then they, again, they don't reach that apex that he could reach because they're just not as good as singers, basically. Because I was listening to Lana Del Rey's cover of this over and over again, and I prefer this because at least she's doing something fucking different. Yeah. You know what there's a ton of videos of? Are people doing mashups. Oh, there's yeah. There's this one gigantic dude who just sings Smash Mouth lyrics over everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying, he's saying um, All Star over Smells Like Teen Spirit. Sure. And like, okay. And now he's a millionaire. I don't, well, <laughs> I think he's doing okay. Getting that YouTube premium advertising. Mm. Yeah, I maybe should have skipped this intro. She is dragging it out. That's kind of a cool sound she's got going on. Yeah, I am interested to see how this turns into heart-shaped box. I think I was convinced for so long that it was... I was like, who's Wayne? Hey, Wayne, who's Wayne? (laughs) Then I looked at the liner notes. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Uh, 
this is cool, but this is the sound that all young girls, this is the way they form words when they talk yeah. and sing. They all have the same affectation. And I can't figure out where that came from. I still think Britney Spears. Okay. 90s pop. Yeah. yeah. Okay, lyrics Pol- of this song, man. Listener poll: Does he say back or black? Black, black. Yeah, black. I was watching uh, Rock Jeopardy on VH1 back when that was back on the air. Sure. Pre Jeff Probst pre Survivor days. Oh wow. When Jeff Probst was still bluesy and raw. And, uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, Before he sold out, and took all that Mark Burnett money. And uh, that one of the questions was: It was like a finish this lyric, and it was uh, they were doing heart shape box and it was that line it was uh eat your cancer when you turn and this woman said black and they were like no i'm sorry that's wrong the correct answer is back uh they need and to i was at home like no they need to go no. and they need to check with the judges and re you know yeah uh i'm still waiting for them to do that this yeah was like 15 years ago well and that, that by now that amount of money should have appreciated greatly yeah, yeah. and it's also cancer turns black Right, like yeah. That's the point also, too, yeah. it's a magnet tar pit trap. Yeah, yeah. The tar pits are black. That all, would be what you things. would fall into. It's infuriating. Turn back. Like, what, what does that even and mean? It's even, in the, it's even in the video. The hat falls in it and turns black. The, Let's go find Jess Profs and rectify yeah. this situation. Or just VH1 in general. We need to go talk to Mr. VH1 <laughs> and let him know that they're out there putting out bad propaganda and misinformation. Fake game shows. And then they're just going to hand us a stack of Goo Goo Dolls CDs and tell us oh, to get out God. of it. Would the Goo Goo Dolls still be making music if not for VH1? Like no. They were such a VH1 band yeah. for most of the mid-90s through now. Like I'm just- not convinced that Sandra Bullock is not the lead singer of that band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, on board. You look at them side by side. It's Sandra Bullock. That oh, guy really? is Sandra Bullock. Wow. I've never actually looked at that you band sh- that closely. It's un- Real. I'm curious now. Yep. Nope. Nope. I don't like the scatting. Yeah. Scat. I don't know if scat's a good thing to loop. <laughs> it's yeah. not really where you where you throw the scat. Skip it a beat up. A solo on that little synthesizer? Well, nice! You know. Wait, who's filming this? I think it's her husband. Oh, okay. Because yeah. kind of goes against the whole self-contained unit, I can do this all myself thing. Yeah. You have handheld going around and you're not doing it. I bet you that is a problematic marriage. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go in the garage and film you doing a cover again. <laughs> Can't we just have our time? You're always on the internet. But I just dig that because it's unique. Yeah. I mean, it is different. Yeah. Not going yeah. for the you know heavy guitar, not going like just. No, and she got different. some interesting electronic distorted tones in there. And I bet you Kurt would have liked it. I was into it. I watched, uh, I don't remember who it was, but I watched like a. Uh, 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 oh, I don't remember the style of music. I watched a lady from India. I think do a cover and it was I didn't care for it because she was from India yep because I'm very racist it's fucking terrible uh, sorry I don't know why I brought that up I made it weird <laughs> just wanted to bring up a couple of prejudices I had and uh, <laughs> kind of slow the show down
Covers of Nirvana by Foreigners. I'm not interested. Eh. <laughs> not my That's why we got to build the wall to keep the foreign Nirvana covers out. Yeah, I don't even like when people from Texas cover Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. You got to be from Western Washington, not even Eastern. <laughs> All right. What are we? Uh, who's... Is it me? Yeah, I think it's you. What do you uh, want to talk about, Travis? Then, uh, you know what? I, I didn't even know this band did this, but because you and I had talked about uh, Mr. Scott Weiland before, I found a Velvet Revolver cover of Negative Creep, which is a weird choice for a giant rock band to cover. Yeah, and I think it's a studio version, it too. It is right? a studio version. It. Yeah. So, great musicians who can play their instruments. Right. Big plus. And then one of the best singers of last 20, yeah. 30 years. But what's interesting about it to me is you have this Guns N' Roses, the muscle behind Guns N' Roses, which is exactly what Kurt and everybody was trying to be the antithesis yeah. of, now doing full circle and coming back and doing a Bleach era song, not even yeah. doing the hits. So it's interesting. I find this interesting. I don't know if I love it, but I find it interesting. I don't hate it. It's I don't hate one it. of my yeah. favorite Velvet Revolver songs. <laughs> That's for sure. I want to know what Slash thinks because I feel like yeah. as much shit as Kurt gave them when they were coming up, right? You know, like just pounding yeah. them constantly. I kind of feel like this would be Slash just being like, "Well, you're dead, and I'm playing your music, motherfucker." Yeah, right. I get the sense that most of Guns and Roses understood that it was kind of just Axl Rose. That Kurt Cobain hated because there's oh. actually well Duff. I mean Duff McKagan's yeah. from Seattle. He's in that scene with right. all those bands. He's friends with all those people. And there's that so. crazy story. He was on when Kurt left rehab and flew back to Seattle. Duff McKagan was on the flight, sitting right next to him. Yeah, crazy, right? Duff McKagan is like mostly just a neck. If you yeah, ever look at a, him, he's a long dude. He's a lot of, he's like part giraffe. <laughs> I think it's called heroin chic. Oh, that what it is. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun it to is. hear him kind of jumping into that, that uh, range of stuff. I'd be so stoked if they played this at a live concert. Like if I ever went to a show, right, yeah. which I never did, but if I had gone to one and they played this, it was mind blowing. Yeah. That they cut this deep a cut. Right. Yeah, this is a really deep cut right. as far as covers go. I like that. Oh, speaking of the Axl Rose thing, uh, there's this <laughs> there's this pin company that now does other apparel that make this shirt that just makes me laugh every time I see it. They're called uh, In Silence. And it's a photo of Axl Rose shaking hands with uh, Ice Cube, and it just says Kurt Cobain under oh, it yeah. in, uh, in the Nirvana font. And my favorite comment was like, when did Kurt meet Tupac? And I just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing about how funny I thought that was. Oh, wow. <laughs> have I ever showed you the, the Hanson shirt I have? No, it's a Nirvana. With yeah, Hansen. it's just a picture of Hanson, and then it says Nirvana in the Nirvana font under it. That's just wonderful. Yeah, I, which that would take, there would have to be three Kurt's in the band right? for it to even make sense. But still, the minute I saw it, I was like, yep, give me that. It's a great shirt. And then I tagged you in something, the, the Nirvam yeah. bootleg. There's this uh, thing called Bad Bootlegs on Twitter. I started following them, and they had this Nirvana. And it's it's a smiley face logo, but it doesn't say Nirvana. It says Nirvam. <laughs> and it's just, someone saw that, and I was like. Smells like teen spirit. Yeah. I think someone said smells like teen Sprite is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I need to up my shirt game, evidently. Yeah. Yeah, those are all. There's some good shirts out there. Good choices. Move in Silence. That's the name of the company. I think I said just in time. Oh, Move yeah. in Silence. 
giving him a free plug because I'm a nice person. This is a crazy ass cover. Right. They fucking swung for the fences. So, I know I've heard this, but I feel like I don't remember ever hearing it. I Velvet Revolver and Sound... I'm sorry, not Soundgarden. What's the... Uh, Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Are both bands that were like... They were these mega super groups that showed up, and then the, then you find out like... They had like five other albums you never knew about. Right. I yeah. had no idea. So I think this is an album of all covers that they did. No, no, this is just their... Uh, Contraband was just their second album. Oh. Yeah. Then I have no idea. And I think they stopped making albums after that. Yeah, because Scott got too fucked up for them to go on. But this that that cover does this album reminds me of like something you'd hear in the background at a party about fifteen years ago. Yeah. Right. And that's like the only time you'd ever hear it. Yeah. You never like put it on to sit there with, you know, your cognac and let's listen to these covers and see how Slash (laughs) plays the guitar. It's like, let's just put this on so people talk and get drunk and fuck. I saw Audio Slave in concert. Me too. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I ended up calling them Rage Garden. (laughs) <laughs> which tour? Uh, the first one. Oh. I saw I saw them at First Avenue in Minneapolis, which is a club. Oh, I saw them at the... Where they uh, filmed Purple Rain. Oh. Yeah. I saw them out here at the Irvine Amphitheater, or the Glen Hell, whatever it is now that's not a thing anymore, I think. And it was for the K-Rock, K-Rock Weenie Roast. Oh, wow. And they didn't have, I guess, enough Audio Slave songs to cover their whole set. So... They would do Rage Against the Machine songs with oh, Cornell really? singing them, which just was weird. Yeah. And then he'd go like, now I'm going to do a little song called Spoon Man. And you're like, this is so weird. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like that yeah. when I saw him too. They did a few covers because the album had just come out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't they have a good though. Well, you yeah. know, the story behind that, it was originally supposed to be Lane Staley. Oh, uh, really? Because the Morello and Rage Against the Machine guys did that um, cover of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall with Lane. Oh, oh yeah. Class of 99. Yeah, for yeah. Class of 99. Yeah. And it was basically like they were trying to do the same thing that um, Mike McCready was trying to do with uh, Above and Mad Season was get Lane, Lane out of the fucking heroin. Oh, wow. And basically 99 turned into 2000 and Lane just went so far down that Morello was like, oh, he'll get better and we'll start the band. He'll get better and we'll start the band. And then he died and they're like, well, what are we going to do now? Chris Cornell can sing. Chris Cornell. Right. And wasn't the band originally supposed to be called Civilian at one point? Yes. Yeah. And which that, I thought which, was a cooler name. Which maybe they ditched that because Lane died and they didn't want to. Oh. You know. I think they actually had copyright issues. I think oh, there's another right. band. Called I just love that because they were they were stopping all of the political stuff and just I thought it was a neat way to yeah. to to make that transition of like well now we're going to talk about whatever. But then they're like we got this other cool name Audio Slave. Ooh, no guys. Ooh. I did like that first album a lot. I did too. Solid album. Yeah, I, yeah. St- I still listen to it every now and then. Throw it on. Right. All right. Let's listen to uh, what do you got? All of my bad covers are smells oh. like Teen Spirit. Of course. Let's listen to Amanda Palmer. This, this one, is. I listened to this. I found this one before I saw your list, even. And uh, yeah, you're not into. It. I, I'm a big fan of Amanda Palmer and the Dresden Dolls. I think. Isn't really Amanda Palmer who they're trying to find out who killed her on Twin Peaks? Is that Amanda Palmer? No, it's Laura Palmer. Oh, I don't watch Twin Peaks. I don't either, God but I do know that. This is such a tough song. I mean, just. Yeah. Lyrically, the story, it's really. Playing bells, Travis. You don't like that? Yeah, no, you know what it reminds me of? Those happy apples. Do you remember those? The apples? Mm, yeah. They're I little, don't. little toys, and like you basically they make this noise when you shook them. They were big. They were like the size of almost a oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 volleyball. Yeah. And you'd turn them, and they'd go clink, 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 clink. Mm-hmm. I like the harmony. Dirty way. 
Her voice absolutely suits it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's anything more. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a little almost whimsical. She's for going a song about a girl getting kidnapped and raped. Yeah, she's going for the haunting vibe. Yeah. She's going for that heart, you the know. The conjuring vibe. Right. They're like Here's on season eight of American Horror Story. You know, it's <laughs> definitely that's the vibe she's going for. Is that a banjo? It is a banjo. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> right? I, li- I really like Amanda Palmer. I don't know how familiar everyone is. You ever listen to the Dresden Dolls? A little bit, not much, though. I do really enjoy her voice. I think I totally get that. She asked me to. She got in a had a big controversy because she did a Kickstarter to like fund her tour and then booked a bunch of like volunteer musicians and didn't pay them. People were like, oh, what the fuck? Like, we just gave you all this money. How about you throw a oh, Did little? she raise a ton, a ton of money? She get, I, yeah, oh, I okay. she quite a bit. Sounds like if you just get enough to get to place to place, I get it. But if it's yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just sitting on this stack of cash and I don't feel like sharing it. Yeah. That's a little wrong. There's a pop-up at the top of this video that says, would you mind checking out my drum cover of Nirvana's In Bloom? It was was a lot lot of work. work. (laughs) Click click here with a K at the beginning of click. There are so many things in that short span of words that make me not want to click that ever. But I need you to click on it because I need to know somebody who just did a drum cover. Yeah, how How am I supposed to know what you're... That's the thing. If you listen to Just a Drummer, very rarely can you guess what song it is. (laughs) You're like, well, you hear something that I don't. But it was a lot of work, guys. It was a lot of work. All right, let's do it. I put it on the internet, guys. Please listen. We got to listen. And who even is it? 40,000 views. It's old Lars Anderson. You know Lars. Uh, Right now, it's just a close-up of a potted plant. It looks like fucking Huffington Post made this video. I guess that explains the K in the click. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so far. Oh, good Lord. What are you doing, you dipshit? All right, so by drum cover, you mean you're just going to play drums along to the song? This did not take you a long time. This took you the length of the song. I think he put like five different GoPros up and he had to edit it together. <laughs> I think that's what took him a long time. Okay, well, that was a massive disappointment, kid. Children I, should never try anything. No. no, they should. They just don't have to post everything. I don't know. I'm sticking with my concept. They should never try anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait till you're an adult, you're good at stuff, then do it. Sorry, Lars. We just don't give a fuck. I'm just, I'm, the confidence this kid has. And I can't play a 30-second clip without getting uh, a copyright notice from YouTube. Right. Yeah, how the kid's all playing all, all of In Bloom in the background. Maybe Man. it's a, a cover of a cover? Maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Maybe he is Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was a young little blonde, toe-headed kid. It was. Yeah. And Kurt did start out on drums. He did. That's right. Mickey Mouse drum kit. Well, well, well. All right. Should we should we do Zach? What do you want to? It's your turn, right? Um, yeah. What do we got? Oh, this, is, this is a tough one. I I don't know if you guys are into this, but the competition between uh, sorry, I'll actually talk into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there, I have this sort of weird competition in my my mind around Penny Royalty because that's one of my favorite Mine too. Nirvana songs yeah, I'm with by you. far. I mean, I one or two right. top spot and loved the Flaming Lips back in the day. 
But also, I feel like uh, Courtney and Hole is really underrated yeah. because of you know the fact that she probably killed her husband and right, everybody right. thinks that. And so that does she, weigh negatively on her. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's got it going through Cosby, Mel Gibson sort of effect. Yeah. <laughs> How, however, her cover of Penny Royalty is pretty pretty good, I think. But I don't know. The Flaming Lips one's interesting because it's old school Flaming Lips oh, when yeah. they were just being kind of a cool rock band. Which one do you want to listen to? Let's listen to Hole. Yeah, let's listen to Hole. That's a better band. I don't know much. Do you remember when Hole did uh, MTV Unplugged and she played, they played uh, You Know You're Right. What? I remember that? No. Yeah, it was like the first time that song had been heard anywhere. Actually watched Soaked in Bleach for the first time on the plane here. Oh, really? Yeah, had to uh, catch up, and it was sort of like, yeah, she killed him. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I find it really weird in Montage of Heck, like he almost painfully avoids anything to do with like his death being weird. Yeah, and sort of like embraces her to the point where it's kind of weird. Yeah. What is Eric's name in Hole? Eric. Erlinson? Right. Or something like that? I every time I think he's Tom Petty. Every time. Oh yeah. She's yeah. also had a crazy life. Yeah, like living all over the world, crazy parents, art com- communes and Yeah. Her dad even thinks she killed Kurt Cobain. What? Yeah. Her and her dad do not get along. Her and most people don't get along. Yeah. When is this? What year are we looking at, we think? This would have been in mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, because she still looks like what I remember Courtney Love looking like. Well, I think this video's edited together. Oh. From other stuff. But she was doing a cover of this song with Kurt while he was still alive. Oh. So, I mean... Probably around ninety six. Yeah, I watched some. Well, when I, you know how you end up going down these rabbit holes and you end up watching like the actual band, you know, because you're like, oh, here's like a performance I've never seen. In like ninety one, he was like, I just want to say Courtney Love from the pop group Hole is the best fuck on the planet. Yeah, right before he starts, I forget what song. I think it was Smells Like Teen Spirit. And you know why he did that? To get her promotion? He was dating someone else, and he wanted to break oh, up with her. Oh, Jesus, Kurt! And didn't really know how to do oh, it. Oh, Kurt! Yeah, so he just went Everyone on. knows you mail a letter. <laughs> That's how you do it. Or at least send a tweet. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Text her, Kurt. Jesus. Oh. Boy, Kurt was not good with confrontation, was he? No, no. I don't think he would have survived too well in the modern era. No. Oh, God. Yeah, call-out culture would have destroyed Kurt. Oh, <laughs> Like, Kurt, you didn't sleep under a bridge ever. Right. Yeah. Stop Do lying, not Kurt. at Cobain. Don't do it. <laughs> he can't handle it. You think Billy Corgan's bad? <laughs> Billy Corgan is pretty bad. He though. is pretty bad. That poor guy. Hey, that's one of her best friends. Yeah. Yeah. He still supports her 100%. Of course he does. He wrote one of her best albums. Allegedly. Or Allegedly. definitely. Allegedly. Allegedly. He says he did. And I don't know. I feel like in the the credibility show down there. I feel like I trust Billy Corgan a little more. Also, why is there a Public Enemy logo in the background? Well, you know. Are they on a show together? Maybe. 
Yeah, I definitely trust Billy's word a bit more than anyone else's yeah. in that dyad. And when you listen to that album, like especially Celebrity Skin, that sounds like a Smashing Pumpkins song. There is song. a Public Straight Enemy up. logo. Right? I thought maybe you were just being silly, but there's definitely a Public Enemy logo going on. Maybe that was just a comment by the producers of the show of who <laughs> Courtney Love really was. Uh, remember when Courtney Love had her own signature guitar, the Venus? Yes. The Fender Venus. Not worth that much. If you find one, pick it up. It's not a bad guitar, but it's not worth a lot. Melissa off the moor. Yeah. She ended up in... She was in Smashing Pumpkins. She was in Smashing Pumpkins. She's at their hole, right? She has a couple of cool solo records, and she had a really cool um, live album called Hand of Doom, where it's all an all-girl band doing um, Sabbath covers. Oh, nice. There you go. Down with that. I don't remember the song being that. Well, she had that intro at the beginning, I guess. Right. I think she's really milking it. Um, oh, Travis. The, huh? No. No, too much. That's the name of a Nirvana song. Is it? It's called Milk It. Referenced. <laughs> if you're playing Nirvana song reference bingo, that should be. <laughs> so does she get paid twice for covering a song she already owns? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that. Well, yeah, she, she gets paid to do it, and then she gets paid for it. So, yeah. yeah. That's why she did it. Not cool. Oh, that cut off. A wow, that just ended. Much like Courtney Love's career. <laughs> just suddenly, <laughs> it's not there anymore. Her acting career. Yeah. I worked so, with Milos Foreman and then nothing. I worked with the George Foreman grill. <laughs> All right. Should we? We're at an hour. We should do. Uh, we should end on some bad ones. Um. Well, I think all of my bad ones are being good, and then uh, Zach and I had some overlaps. I think I'm out of picks. Oh, are you? Yeah. Ah. I mean, there is a there is a Weezer one, but I don't have a link yeah, to it. Sliver. Weezer. Yeah. Well, they also did Breed too. Yeah, breed, yeah. But they do it like very reverently, like just very much like we yeah. are, which you can kind of see from that band because they just they definitely were influenced by that band. Have you ever read anything about Rivers Cuomo's songwriting process? Is it where he stops having sex for years and then listens to whatever people on the internet tell him? Well, there's that, yeah. definitely. But he also apparently has these notebooks, which I'm dying to see one, where he takes really huge songs usually from like nirvana or green day and like deconstructs them into like a chart in these notebooks and it like helps him write songs like he's like deconstructing what makes these songs Uh so great and that's all the information i have Hmm. like i wish i could see one and be like what the important thing is, is um, you know, a lot of people are on the spectrum, and um, <laughs> it's not, it's not a, you know, get tested, you know, is to find out, get a, get evaluated, and you can live a perfectly happy life. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like some Rain Man shit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty. Awful. Definitely, definitely tight for Cobain. Definitely, definitely gonna have to listen to Bleach. <laughs> Let's end on a terrible smells like Teen Spirit cover. <laughs> yeah, but we got to decide. I always love to end one. on a terrible smell. Please it's just not the, the best Paul way. One. That yeah, was the just Paul too Anka. Bad. You know what the Paul Anka one yeah. sounds like, everybody? It's like a dude crooning. Every I love other a Paul crooner Anka song. Yeah, it's it's bad. Take that, which is a British boy band. Oh, I thought it was the. It will turn your stomach to watch because you know it's the one point in the concert where everyone all of a sudden has guitars and people in the crowd are like, "What? They they don't do that." 
We have and to. All of a sudden, they're playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. I need that. And it's sans Robbie Williams take that, so it's the really yeah. shitty version. I got to tell you, when I saw that, in my mind, I made it all that, the Nickelodeon kids sketch group, and I was like, oh, I didn't know they covered Nirvana, and I thought that was, that was going to be Nick Cannon doing a... Um, well, we'll listen to the, the, the take that version, but we have to end on Brutal Six. Brutal Six? Wait till you... It's also a Smells Like Teen Spirit cover, and it's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Brutal Six. Brutal with an H, Travis. Brett Hall 6. Brett, oh, I love Brett Hall. Oh, you didn't tell me you it was know, Brett Hall. You know the Brett Halls? There's oh, six of them yeah. now. Actually, when I was in college, I was, a Brett, I was in Brett Hall. Yeah, That's where I my mean, dorm I like was. Brett yeah. Hall 2 and yeah. 3 best, but, you know. It kind of, the, the franchise really peaked at 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to, uh, this is Take That, performing in front of... More people than I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's a that's a very see-through Rayani shirt to start yeah, off with. Yeah, the lead singer is wearing a wife beater underneath a or a tank top. Pink, you call it tank top. Pink silk shirt, tank top, whatever. This guy's wearing a flowery. I don't know what that. I don't, what year is this? Ninety-five. Okay, that makes sense. I thought this was recent. They were huge when they dropped. They, I remember them being called. This is going to be the next Beatles. Yeah. And then you listen to songs and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> He just asked me if I'm ready to rock and roll. Is that what he asked me? Well, are you? I will. Wow. Oh, white dude with threads. Drumming. Uh, Uh-oh, there goes oh, the tank top. He's tearing his T-shirt off just he's like tankless. Kurt Cobain used to do. He's tankless now. <laughs> he's got the same leather pants Kurt Cobain wore all uh-huh. the time. Shiny, shiny yep. leather pants. Shiny patent leather pants. He's cut. He's got a real. Tell he's way into lifting weights uh-huh. like Kurt Cobain. He's got a super James Vanderbeek vibe. That is James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Yeah. That's this his guy... brother John Vanderbeek. <laughs> this guy looks like he bullied Kurt Cobain in high school. Right. He went down to the bridge and spit on him when he was right. sleeping in the mud. <laughs> I never lived under a bridge, but my dad owns seven bridges. <laughs> and you can't live under any <laughs> yeah. of them. No, not unless you pay us rent. He should not be jumping while he's trying to sing this right. chorus. Also, have any of them ever heard of a distortion pedal? No. Because one of those should be in What is that right dance now. he just did? Oh, was he a just shuffle? Did- <laughs> he just did the Elaine little kicks from yeah. Seinfeld. Doing the kid and play kick step. Uh-oh. Gotta quiet it down, guys. The basis is on his knees. Yeah. Let's break it down. Well, you know, this is a really complex bass line to right. have to play. <laughs> like, we're all born knowing how to play most of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. The fucking verses are... Two notes. I can't believe what I'm watching. <laughs> I mean, this is exactly what you think it would be if they were like trying to make a movie in 1995 about yeah. a band. <laughs> exactly. Everybody in this is. What is on his back? Does he have a problem? I think it was a tramp stamp. That, look, he got the wrong. He, he got, got the, the words, words wrong. wrong. This truly is the worst timeline of Nirvana ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to fly to England and just slap people for like yeah. letting these people exist. Wait, these guys are British? Yeah. I think yeah. they're from Manchester, yeah. Which gives Manchester a bad name. Right. And if they're not from Manchester, sorry, Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Oasis. <laughs> Didn't mean to lump you in with these guys. I'm just, this is like watching a very... It sounds like he's saying with a light coat. <laughs> with a light coat. I go outside. It's fall now. So I stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like Robbie Williams would have at least done a better job. Yeah. You know, at least that fucker can sing. Yeah. Robbie, oh Robbie Williams is the real deal. God. This is definitely the B team. Woo. That was that was a nightmare of epic proportions. Thank you, take that. To use a British term, they're a bunch of fucking cunts. Bunch of fucking cunts. Uh, oh, I missed the cunt dinger. Oh, there it there is. There it is. There it is. What was that, the screaming cunt? What was that other thing? What <laughs> oh, was... that was the Howard Dean scream? No, I heard like a pterodactyl. <laughs> that! It's intensity yeah. eagle. We the set that off when people argue. <laughs> also, not an eagle. It's definitely a red-tailed hawk. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Zach, was... thank you for doing it so much. I really oh, thanks it. for being our first heart-shaped guest. Hey! Oh, thank you, guys, and thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you have anything to plug before you uh, get out of here? Sure. You can read about my travels and drinking and eating and whatnot on Uproxx Life. It's uproxx.com. Look for Zach Johnston. Nice. And... Uh, yeah, sometimes I write about music, too, on Uproxx, so... Very cool. Uproxx is a great site. It is. I have written for them before. Yeah. Oh, I you, have uh, read yeah. the site before, so I'm. we're all part of the process. Yeah. yeah. You can follow me on Twitter, ZTP Johnston. Instagram as well, if you want to get jealous of where I go. Yeah, I do. I will. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, I don't go anywhere but here, basically. That's true. This you studio. Yeah. You can live through me vicariously. Uh, I go to I Disneyland will. a lot, so if you want some Disneyland photos. Hey, I was there yesterday. Where are you? Uh, do you have anything? Did you already plug? Things? I plugged that I'm doing things, but I don't remember what, and to just follow me online at Mr. Travis Clark, MR Travis Clark on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. And uh, follow Unpops on Instagram, Unpops.podcast, Unpops on Twitter, Unpops Network on Facebook, and uh, subscribe on Patreon to the rest of our podcasts. Put $5 your $5 money to work. Month. Give us $5. Hey. It's worth every if we've penny. learned anything, uh. yeah. If you don't, we'll play that goddamn cover again. <laughs> that will be the intro to all of our podcasts, <laughs> and it will be all five minutes of it. How crazy would that be if we just had five minute intro songs? I've listened to podcasts like that where you go, "What are you guys making tea? Yeah. Like, what are you guys having that long of an intro for? It's a cure song. Yeah, fucking start saying something, <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's get out of here. Zach, say goodbye. Goodbye. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.